Hey guys, welcome back to the Do Uses Podcast. Ashton here, host of the show, and I feel like it has just been forever since I've gone on here and done an episode on my own, but here I am back again by myself ready for a fun, short, and sweet episode. So to get things started today, I want to fill you guys in on some information regarding my Do You Sis October giveaway. So if you have not yet seen that I'm doing a huge fitness and lifestyle giveaway this month, if you do not know that, listen up because you're not going to want to miss out on this one. So on October the 1st, I launched my Do You Sis fall apparel collection. So that collection consisted of some fun fall graphic t-shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, This collection was made entirely based on things that I enjoy and love during the fall time. So you've got your caffeinated graphic t-shirt and sweatshirt, the smiley face crewnecks in both pink and green, the I need more coffee graphic t-shirt, and I just added a crewneck design too, the fun little my bonfire sweatshirt because who doesn't love bonfire weather, right? And let's be honest, I never really know what to wear to bonfires because you normally always end up smelling like smoke. So why not just throw on a cute sweatshirt and and you're ready to go. Plus my original embroidered Deusis crewnecks in both white and pink and now black and white. And then just to add a few other things, I do also have Deusis journals, stickers, coffee mugs, and baseball hats that I did just add. So I'm obsessed with baseball hats. Like who doesn't love a baseball hat on bad hair days? Or no shame in wearing one on day four of not washing your hair. So anyways, with all that being said, now you may ask, how do I enter the giveaway? So it's really super easy and fun. So first things first, all you have to do is follow me on Instagram if you do not already. So follow me at Ashton Seaton. And now here's the fun part. So for every dollar you actually spend on Do You Sis Apparel, you will be put into the October giveaway that many times. So let's say you buy a $42 crew neck sweatshirt. You are then automatically entered in 42 times also. So that's super easy. So now you may ask, what does this giveaway consist of? So I'm just going to read you the full list of things that are in the October giveaway. So the October giveaway consists of a Do You Sis gym bag, a JBL speaker, a Fly Flow foam rolling pad, Simply Fit resistance bands, a 2021 to 2022 paper and plan co planner, a $100 Lululemon gift card, First Form Opti Greens 50 and Opti Reds 50, Zule Milk Frother, Alani New Energy Drinks, First Form Protein Bars, a Hydro Jug and a Tie-Dye Sleeve, and a Blender Shaker Cup. So this whole giveaway, guys, is valued over $500, and all you literally have to do to enter is purchase something off my website. That's it. So you spend $24 on a t-shirt, and you have the chance to win $500 worth of stuff. Crazy. So you should definitely do that. And then lastly, obviously, after you purchase your cool Do You Sis merch, all you have to do is tag your fellow friends on my Instagram giveaway post, and that is it. So again, follow me, buy something Do You Sis, and tag your friends. That is it. So moving on, now that you know about the giveaway and a little bit about the merchandise, some of you may be wondering, well, why did you not mention the growth through what you go through graphic tee? Well, because that is what today's episode is going to be about. So I really want to get into depth as far as where the inspiration came from, how the whole process of making the design went, how the colors came about, and what it means to me, and more importantly, how it relates to every single one of us every single day. So starting out, guys, today, I want to first off say that 
This t-shirt and the meaning of the t-shirt means a lot to me. I know as I get older, I look back on a lot of my previous experiences and now understand why they happened and um, at the time that they did. So, you know, during those times, I used to ask myself, you know, why the hell does this have to happen to me? You know, of all people, why me and why now? And I'm sure some of you can sit there and maybe look back on some of your previous experiences and you can relate with me on this. So maybe you're currently going through a situation right now too and you're asking yourself, you know, why me or why now? Well, I'm here to tell you a story today. So for those of you who do not know, I moved in to live with my grandma two years ago in December. So for almost two years now, I have lived with my now 86-year-old grandma. So when my grandpa died in 2019, after his funeral, I just had a feeling that I should move in with my grandma to keep her company. So, you know, I wanted to just give her some sense of security now that my grandpa was gone. You know, I wanted her to feel safe and, of course, not lonely. So I did take it upon myself to move in with her. So moving in with her was supposed to be easy. You know, at the time, she was 84 years old and didn't do a whole lot. And she still doesn't do a whole lot, but eat and sleep, basically. I mean, what else is there really to do at that age, right? You know, I was 22 years old at the time, living at home anyways. So I thought, you know, surely living with your grandma, Ashton can't really be that complicated, right? Plus, her house is big enough for a small family. Uh, You know, I have my own room, my own bathroom, my own office. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you know, too, that I have taken over the garage and run my business out of it. So the living conditions really are not that bad at all. So then also, too, I want to mention... When 20, in 2020, when COVID hit, for her being a little bit older, so this was right when I had moved in, when all of this started, you know, we were being a little cautious about taking her places and whatnot. So she really had the life, I like to call it, to an extent. You know, she slept in about every day. She would get up, eat breakfast, uh, normally take a nap in the afternoons, and then she'd kind of just go about her day. So sounds pretty good if you ask me, but let me tell you the experience of living with my grandma has been much, much more than that. So my grandma actually has both diabetes and the beginning stages of dementia. She has type 1 diabetes. So for the last 10 years, she's had it actually, 10 plus years probably. So for those of you who may not know what that means, type 1 diabetes means that you have to take insulin at every meal because your body produces little to no insulin. So my poor grandma has to stick herself with a needle and inject herself with insulin with the correct amount that she needs depending on the amount of carb she eats per meal. And she's done this for 10 plus years, literally every single day, every single meal, and it floors me. So first off, you can probably imagine having to do that every single day. It's just absolutely crazy in itself. You know, it's probably hard for anyone, let alone a 86-year-old trying to figure that out and do it on her own. And then you throw in the dementia. You throw that in on top of it, and then you can probably begin to see how her life is actually really becoming very hard. So dementia is a horrible, horrible disease, and for those of you who know what it is, know it's a horrible disease. So the actual definition of dementia is it's a chronic or persistent disorder of the mental processes caused by brain disease or injury and marked by memory disorders, personality changes, and impaired reasoning. So to sum that up, my grandma cannot remember hardly anything anymore. So long term, she remembers more as in names and people. But as far as knowing what day it is or how much medicine she needs to take on a day to day basis, you can forget her ever, you know, remembering any of that. So if you are a family member or friend 
um, have been affected or are affected by dementia, you're going to resonate with me as I say this and talk about all of this stuff. Um, I hate the fact that she can't remember anything and it gets worse and worse, you know, every single day, which makes my situation of living and taking care of her even harder every single day. So with all that kind of being said, background being said, you can probably tell that living with my grandma uh, has come far, has come with a lot more responsibilities that I really didn't necessarily think I was signing myself up for. So little did I know that moving in two years ago, with her that I would eventually eventually basically turn into her caretaker. But that is exactly what I do. So what does my daily look like life look like doing this? So my routine normally starts out every morning I lay her pills out for the day, along with multiple needles for her to inject herself with the insulin for her meals throughout the day. Um, I lay the phone out, uh, her hearing aids out on top of her sensor scanner that allows her to keep track of her sugar. Uh, because if she, if I don't do it, she won't take her pills or insulin or put her hearing aids in. So, And then she can't hear the phone ring when we call to check on her. So I lay all this out because if not, she won't remember to do so. So after all of that, um, I wait for her to wake up. So normally then, I actually go into her bedroom Uh, Every morning, scan her sensor that's on her arm. I do this to double check and make sure her sugar is stable. So your sugar is normally supposed to be between 100 and 200. And if it gets any lower, you actually have to take immediate action to ensure that it doesn't get too low or she'll begin to uh, have seizures. And that's when we have to call 911 to basically come in and inject her with sugar water to get her sugar up which we have had to do multiple times, unfortunately. It's a very, very scary experience. Um, It was very complicated and hard when we had to do that. Uh, So we have to keep a very good eye on her so we can prevent that. So that's normally my first step of the day is to make sure grandma's okay and get everything situated for the day. So on top of that, she eats about the same things every day. So I have to make sure that the refrigerator is stocked up on waffles and bologna. So don't ask. I know I would get tired of eating the same things literally every day, especially those things. Uh, But she doesn't know any different and that makes her happy. So whatever works, right? Um, So now you may think that that's all taking care of her and tells of, but there is actually much more to that. So When grandma started to get worse, we actually had to invest in some nanny cams. I found them on Amazon for $60. There are four cameras and they work perfectly. So we have them set up in the house in the four four most common areas to watch her and make sure she's okay throughout the day while I'm at work, you know, make sure she doesn't fall or she's not doing anything that she shouldn't be doing. So my aunt and uncle actually uh, help do this throughout the day. You actually download an app on your phone and the nanny cams are connected to the Wi-Fi, which allow us to watch her. So it's extremely hard for me personally to watch her while I'm at work full time um, and basically babysit her throughout the day. So they do help a lot with her throughout the day, which again consists of, you know, making sure she is not doing things she shouldn't be doing. Um, and again, I'm, I'm going to get into more of that here shortly. So we all basically just babysit her and you maybe ask yourself, babysit her. Yes, babysit her. So if you don't watch her careful enough, she sometimes either doesn't wake up from her nap, which causes her sugar to, you know, dive down, um, from not eating or she'll head into the kitchen and she'll begin to eat a lot of food without taking insulin, which will cause it to skyrocket, which is also very bad. So again, the dementia of her forgetting that she has to take insulin or even eat is what kills her from staying healthy and taking care of herself. You know, she simply just cannot help it. 
But that just means we have to watch her and walk her through everything, which again is where the nanny cams came from. So at this point, I know what you may be thinking, you know, why not send her somewhere? Well, physically wise, she's actually really not in that bad of shape and she knows she's home. So when she tells us that she doesn't want to go anywhere, you know, she'd rather just stay at home. How do you say, you know, no to her? You know, plus don't even get me started on the whole Medicare, Medicaid situation. You know, that stuff is a nightmare and I hate every bit of trying to get all that situated and handled. So for now, this is just what we do. It works for both us and her. You know, we've done this again for two years. Um, It's worked this far, so it's just what we do. So we don't really know any different or I don't know any different to say the least. So With all that, then lunchtime comes and someone has to ensure she takes her insulin so that she, so that her insulin counteracts what she's eating um, to keep her sugar in good standing. You know, then I come home from work around 5 o'clock p.m. again to check in on her and make sure her sugar is stable. You know, not to mention the two to four times I call her today to make sure her sugar is also stable too because you just don't know. It's uh, better be safe than sorry. So then when nighttime rolls around, I make sure she eats dinner and then again, give her enough insulin for whatever it is she's eating. So that's three times she's giving herself insulin. Um, and then she does, she has different ratios for every meal. Uh, they're all different. And again, she has zero idea of what those ratios are anymore. So we basically have to tell her how much insulin she does need based on what it is she's eating and what her current sugar levels are. And you guys, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm speaking like a totally different language here. Um, I know some of you are like, what the heck is the point of this? But I promise you, I'm getting somewhere with this, so just hang tight. So then dinner rolls around around nighttime. Um, She takes another, or after dinner, nighttime rolls around, and she takes another 12 units of what's called slow-release insulin. So that's four times she's pricked herself at least that day to give herself insulin. And so that slow-release is then released throughout her body as it's needed. So she has to take this at nighttime, so it it regulates throughout her nighttime uh, as she sleeps. And then again, uh, she has bedtime pills that she takes every night, so I get those out. Um, And then we give her her slow release, and then she's finally ready for bed. So the next step is to get her to bed after that. So sometimes she'll sit on the couch for hours at a time and watch TV, which is fine. Uh, She does pretty decent about getting herself to bed, even if it's later than what she should be going to bed. Uh, She eventually does go to bed. So then after she sleeps, we start all over again the next day with pills, insulin, hearing aids, etc. All laid out the next morning on the counter. And as I said before, we start again. So I want to also mention, I normally take it upon myself to refill her prescriptions. You know, I refill her pill box every week. And I know what she takes and what doses she takes. So I basically just give her her medicine and make sure everything's refilled and I get it as it's needed. So now moving on to a little more detail about people with dementia. So dementia, um, she forgets a lot. So I can tell her something five minutes ago and then I'll have to repeat myself. So you're constantly repeating yourself with people with Alzheimer's and dementia. So she normally asks me several things a day the same thing. So I'm constantly repeating and repeating and repeating myself. And this can be extremely irritating and hard to handle when you do it every single day, you know, and I will be honest, I do get upset sometimes because I just want her to listen to me and know uh, what it is I'm trying to say to her. But again, she just cannot help it. And that's like trying to explain to her, she can't just eat and eat and eat when she wants to, you know, Uh, it's not good for her body with her having diabetes, you know, sugar is horrible for her body. 
but that seems to be like the only thing that she wants to eat. So when I'm constantly repeating myself, trying to get her to understand that she cannot do that, it becomes overly exhausting. Um, so again, I am basically a caretaker for my grandma. I do my very best to keep her alive. You know, without her, she probably wouldn't be alive or without us, she wouldn't be alive. So now your next question probably is, you know, why don't you move out or make someone else do it? You know, it's not your responsibility. You're the granddaughter. You're not even her child. And trust me, a lot of people have told me that and I've thought about that, but I'm here uh, to tell you guys this. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that I would make the right decision in regards to moving in with my grandma two years ago. You know, I wore making that decision on my heart. I, uh, didn't want her to be alone. I didn't want her to feel unsafe. So again, I, made the decision two years ago because I wanted to. And let me be honest, when I did make the decision to move in, I had zero idea I would be doing what I do every single day for her. Um, I had zero idea that I would eventually turn into her caretaker. But what I can tell you is from this experience, guys, I'm growing every single day from this inconvenient, emotional, um, exhausting roller coaster that I feel like I'm on every day. Um, I'm learning every single day how to be patient. And let me tell you, I had zero patience starting out, and it is still something I'm working extremely hard on, um, is to be patient with her and understand that she cannot help these things, that she really isn't in any control of her body or mind anymore, Um, that I have to be willing to understand and overcome my stress of her wanting to just listen and instead and adjust and know um, I have to be patient with her, that I'm better to be off being patient with her than pissed at her because she won't listen because she's not going to listen the next time either. So just learning to really learn how to be patient. You know, every single day I'm learning to be kind, uh, how to show her basic daily tasks again. It's almost like teaching a child again, you know, how to do her, her normal everyday tasks. This is a, this itself normally uh, wants me to make me pull my hair out every day. I'm not going to lie. Um, because every single day I'm constantly reminding her and doing these things. But I'm learning to be kind even if I don't want to every single day. You know, every day I'm learning to not be arrogant or rude, nor irritable or resentful. Um, every day I'm learning that my grandma is teaching me the definition of the Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. You know, my grandma is love. She is patient. She is kind. And you guys, I have come to realize that I'm growing every single day by going through what I do with my grandma. And I told myself I'm not going to get choked up here, so bear with me, uh, because this makes this part makes me extremely, extremely emotional, but I'm going to do the best that I can. So, here we go. Every day, um, I'm becoming a better person because of her. I'm becoming a more patient person because of her. I am learning how to put someone else before me because of her. I am learning how to multitask because of her. I'm learning how to forgive because of her. I'm learning how to cherish memories because of her. I'm learning how to slow down because of her. I'm learning how to love more because of her. Um, I'm learning how to eat sweets more often because of her. And every day I'm learning and growing because of her. And every single day I remind myself that I was not put in this position or situation for no reason. I was put in this situation because I am strong. Um, I was put in this situation because I'm supposed to be in this situation. You know, I'm supposed to be learning and growing. I am supposed to be helping her and doing what I can while she's still here. And all this time, I've been learning and growing so much. And at first, I didn't recognize it. I was so frustrated, and sometimes I still do get extremely frustrated. And, you know, I keep asking and kept asking myself, you know, why me or why now? Um, 
But in the long run, I am and have been learning that regardless of how overwhelming or exhausting it is, sometimes I'm supposed to be in this situation for a reason. Uh, this situation is teaching me and preparing me for something else in my future. Am I still going to get frustrated at times? Most likely, yes. Am I still going to want to move out sometimes and scream and pull my hair out sometimes? Yes, most likely. But guess what? I will never give up on doing what it is that I feel like I'm being called to do because I am growing. It is making me a better person and I am a true believer that, again, we are all put in situations um, that we may not necessarily want to be in because it's hard or it makes us uncomfortable. But guess what? That is how you grow. You grow by going through what you grow. You grow by growing through what you go through, whether you like it or not. You know, life is life unfair sometimes. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, do we ask for these unfortunate things to happen to us? No. Um, but guess what? There's a reason for why you are going through what you have to go through. You know, whether that be a bad breakup or a divorce or I don't know, sickness, your health, a loss of a child. Um, the loss of a loved one, you know, being bullied or, you know, being the caretaker of a family member like I am, you know, the list could go on and on and on. Um, and I know some of you who may be listening to this may have gone through something so damn hard and you're thinking to yourself, you know, Ashton, you really have no idea. And you're right. I don't know what it is you're going through. Uh, you may have almost or may feel like giving up because trust me, I've felt like giving up. I have felt like being done with the situation. I felt like moving out before, uh, but guess what? That was, that's the easy way out. And I didn't do that. You know, you have held on to a little part inside of you that knows that you too are capable of growing through what you're going through. Uh, It may hurt like hell. Um, you may want to give up majority of the time, but you don't. And I'm encouraging you not to, nor ever to give up. Um, instead, you know, pick yourself up, take it one day at a time, one step at a time, you know, find yourself, find that strong, capable woman that you are and grow. Most importantly, grow and become that strong woman and run those unfortunate and unfair situations into the ground. You know, also, I want to mention too, this seems kind of like a good time to mention and talk about another very special person in my life who is also affected by dementia, and that is my grandpa. So he has dementia too, and he has had it for a while now, and it continues to progress. So it's really hard to see your loved ones kind of just slip away from this horrible disease. So he is actually in a nursing home that specializes in um, Alzheimer's and dementia patients. So I know he's getting the care that he needs. You know, it's it's an extremely nice facility. The staff is excellent, and I know uh, that they do a lot with their residents. So, you know, for that, I am so grateful. And, um, not only, so not only am I affected with one grandparent, but two, both who mean so very much to me, you know, they did so much for me as a child growing up. So, you know, the least I can do is try and make a little difference in this world by giving back to an organization in hopes that the cure for dementia and Alzheimer's will hopefully be found. So with that guys, um, I want to kind of wrap up today's episode. It was a very emotional and deep episode for me. I did pretty good, I think. Um, And I really, really hope that you see my heart in knowing that I meant every single word that I said today, that this Grow Through What You Go Through t-shirt really does have a very special meaning behind it. So with that, I'm going to leave you with this. For every Grow Through What You Go Through t-shirt that you buy off the Do You Sis website, I am going to be donating a percentage of the proceeds back to an organization called the Alzheimer's Foundation. Um, I felt compelled to give back to an organization that has affected me personally, and I can really only hope that part of my proceeds will make a difference in this world and that it is to help find a cure for a horrible disease called dementia and Alzheimer's. 
So the Alzheimer's Association, just to kind of give you guys a little bit of information, you know, they lead the way to end Alzheimer's and all other dementias. Uh, they do this by accelerating global research, driving risk reduction and early detection, and maximizing quality care to support these patients. So again, I am doing this for both my wonderful grandma that I live with currently and my grandpa who is in the nursing home for it. Both, again, who gave me so much in this lifetime. You know, I'm so thankful for both of them. Um, without them, I would not be learning or becoming or growing into the person that I'm supposed to become. So guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and the meaning behind the Grow Through What You Go Through t-shirt. You know, I am forever grateful for you uh, to have this experience, for me to being able to share my stories with you. You know, that is the whole reason for starting this podcast to begin with is to share and help women to be uh, true to themselves and know that they are capable of doing anything that they put their mind to. So last reminder, never ever forget to be true to yourself, grow through what you go through, and just do you, sis, because no one else's opinion matters. Uh, thanks, guys. I will see you next time.